Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you for separating us to yourself. Thank you for making us vessels of your honor. We thank you, Lord God, for the love with which you've loved us. We thank you for the love that you've bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Father, we thank you because now we are the sons of God. And we thank you because of the glory that you've clothed us with. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for your loving kindness that is better than life. Thank you, Lord God, for causing us to drink out of the rivers of your pleasure. Thank you for feeding us fat with the abundance of your house. We give you praise. We give you glory. Be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Today, Lord, we receive your word. We thank you, Lord God, because you speak directly to our hearts. And our needs are supernaturally met in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Please, you may be seated. I'd like for us to occupy the front seat. Amen. All right. I think the second row, let's occupy. And let's leave the rest to God. Amen. Praise God. We'll do our part and he will do his part too. Amen. Our part is to pray and then evangelize. Praise the Lord. And then God is the one who will draw men to himself. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not moved by this. We're just moved by God's word that says in the last days people will troop into the house of God from all nations. Hallelujah. The trooping, the trooping, the trooping. Glory to God. Amen. The most important thing for a child of God in his walk with God is the word. The word of God is the substance of God's kingdom. Without God's word, there is no substance. The Bible says in him all things consist. All things consist in the word of God. And God's word has been given to us to substantiate our lives. Amen. Any life that is not founded on the word of God cannot be substantiated. The beauty, the color, the substance of our lives is the word of God. Hallelujah. And that's why we have to give attention to God's word. Amen. The very moment you begin to give attention to God's word and you put it to work, put it to practice, you begin to see fruits abounding in your life. Because God's word is the incorruptible seed. Is that divine, eternal, immortal, incorruptible seed that God sows into our lives to bring forth fruits after its own kind. Praise the Lord. And um, if there's anything you must give attention to, it is God's word. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. The word says, my son, do what? Attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from thine eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of thine heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. Now, having known the importance of God's word, we have to realize that apart from having God's word as the anchor of our soul, as the stability of our lives, we have to know that God's word, God's word is what we live by. Amen. We live by the word. I want you to say it with your mouth, say, I live by the word. Amen. We do live by the word of God. Matthew 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That means every day we need God's word to live. Without God's word, we cannot truly live the kind of life that God has cut out for us to live. There is a kind of life God has cut out for us to live. We've been cut out for a kind of life. It's called Zoe. Let's all say Zoe. In John chapter number 17, if you start the reading from verse 2 downwards, Jesus praying to the Father, just to step into the great substitution of taking our place. And as he communed with the Father, he said, Father, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He says, this is life eternal. Hallelujah. That means knowing God intimately brings you into the place of living life on the level of God. There is a quality of life God wants us to live. Amen. In John chapter number 10 and verse 10, Jesus was speaking to the Jews and he said, that the thief, talking about false prophets, of course, moved and instigated by the devil. Amen. He says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, but I have come. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Let's all say more abundantly. Say it again. The word more abundantly it there in the Greek is just one word, perisos. It means overflowingly. Hallelujah. More than enough. That's what it means. It shows bigger than it is necessary. Higher than it is required. More than it's needed. Hallelujah. Perisos. More and more and more. That's what it means. Praise God. So when Jesus came, he said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it what? More abundantly. Perisos. Hallelujah. Now, the people to whom he was speaking were alive. True or false? They were alive. Because if they were not alive, they wouldn't have ears to hear what Jesus was saying. Praise God. They were alive. They were about their normal businesses. Waking up in the morning saddle themselves with one responsibility or the other, and then set out for the day. Praise God. They were alive. They were breathing in um, oxygen and breathing out what? Carbon dioxide. Praise God. They were doing that. Amen. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. So the people were in question of something. 
Do you mean we're not alive? Is there another kind of life you brought to us? What is this life all about? And thank God Jesus did not use the kind of words or the word that they were used to. They were used to natural life. Let's not say natural life. They were used to suke, 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 P-S-U-C-H-E. They were used to suke. Suke is a natural life. A father meets or a husband meets his wife and then a child is born. That life that is implanted in that womb through the spermatozoa is a natural life. It's called suke. Praise God. But note when Jesus was to be born, the spermatozoa of Joseph was not needed. Praise God. It was only the womb of Mary that was needed. Glory to God. The spermatozoa that was introduced into the womb of Mary was the word of God. The seed of God. Hallelujah. She didn't need Joseph to conceive. But she needed the word of God to conceive. Praise God. So the angel of the Lord came knocking at her door and said, I have a message from heaven. You are the most blessed of all the virgins all over the world. This is God's word to you. You are going to conceive and give birth to a child, and his name shall be called Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. And then she was asking this question, well, I'm not married yet. I'm just engaged to Joseph, praise God, and we are not married yet. How shall these things be, seeing that I know no man? And then the angel smiled. <laughs> he said, with men, this can be an impossible thing, but not with God. The Spirit of the Lord God will come upon thee. The power of the Most High God will overshadow thee, and you will conceive. Praise God. Amen. Conceive what? You always conceive something. You don't conceive nothing. Amen. So she was wondering, what will I conceive? What will I conceive? And it dawned on her that she was to conceive the word of God. Amen. Oh, she saw it. She said, behold, thy handmaid, be it unto me according to thy word. She knew it was the seed of God's word that she was to conceive. Amen. Not the spermatozoa of Joseph. The seed of God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. So she received that word by faith. And that word impregnated her. Amen. Came into her womb. Glory to God. And that word was formed in her womb. And for nine months she carried the word of God in her womb. Praise God. Not the spermatozoa of Joseph. The word of God. Hallelujah. And all through that period of conception, that period of courage, of that pregnancy, the power of the Most High God overshadowed her. Glory to God. The Spirit of God was strong upon her. So much that when she visited Elizabeth and she greeted her, the Bible says the baby in the womb of Elizabeth leaped for joy. Glory to God. And was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So much that Elizabeth, by the greeting of Mary, the one over whom the Spirit of God has overshadowed. Amen. That very moment, Elizabeth began to prophesy. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. 
Now she conceived the word. Now how did we get born again? Did we enter into our mother's womb to be born the second time? No. How did we get born again? Praise God. First Peter 1 and verse 23. The Bible says, being born again, not of the corruptible seed, all right, but of the incorruptible, which is the word of God. We were born again the same way Jesus was born, or we were conceived the same way Jesus was conceived. We were brought forth the same way Jesus was brought forth. His was, his took nine months. Amen. As happened that very moment, we believed. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Whoo, glory to God. The very moment we receive the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The very moment we receive that word into our spirit, we were born. Hallelujah. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, we were born. Glory to God. James 1, 18, he begat us of the word of truth. Of his own will, he begat us. We were born. Hallelujah. We were not converted. Are you listening to me? I said we were not converted. We were born. Jesus was not a conversion. Jesus was a spiritual, biological reality. Jesus was born. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, when you got born again, the truth was you were born again. <laughs> Glory to God. You were not converted. You say, well, I, I, I have been converted from, from what to what? Amen. From I used to be an old sinner, though I'm still an old sinner, but I have been panabited and renovated and given a facelift. Praise God. No, that's not who you are. I said, that's not who you are. Amen. When you receive Jesus through the word of God that you received and believed in that gospel of truth, the gospel of our salvation that saved us. Amen. We were born, actually born, born. There was a new man that came into being on the inside. Glory to God. The same way a new being came into the womb of Mary. There was a new life that came into the womb of Mary. If it was as a result of the spermatozoa of Joseph, amen, it would have been a new life according to its own kind. Every life has privileges of its own kind. Are you listening to me? Say it with your mouth. Say every life has privileges of its own kind. Say it again. Let it make sense to you. Say every life has privileges of its own kind. Now say this. We say every life has possibilities of its own kind. Say it again. Say it to yourself. Say every life has possibilities of its own kind. Praise God. Now suke has realities and possibilities of its own kind. Now, Jesus was not born by copulation between Joseph and Mary. Praise God. It was God's word that got into our womb. Amen. God's word formed in our womb. Glory to God. John, Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word 
was with God and the word was God. In verse 14 it says, and the word was made flesh. That means the word of God took on flesh. How, how would the word of God take on flesh without flesh? Amen. Is that possible? Can I sow my seed into the air and then reap? There must be a ground that can give body to my seed. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God sowed the word into flesh. All right? So the word of God could take on flesh. Praise God. So flesh came on the world, but it was the word that was conceived in flesh. Praise the Lord. This treasure is in earthen vessels, that the excellency of power might be of God and not of us. Amen? Now, don't look at yourself and say, flesh. There's something in you that is much more than flesh. <laughs> Glory to God. Remember that lady, very naive lady, innocent, couldn't hurt a fly, was just going about her own business, but she was pregnant of the supernatural. So much that by greeting another person, the person was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy. Amen? Can you imagine what was in Mary? It was the word of God that was in her. It was the word of God that she was pregnant with. She was pregnant with the word. Hallelujah. Amen? And that baby, the Bible calls that baby a holy thing. And says the only thing that shall become of you, shall be born of you, shall be called the child of God. Holy thing. Glory to God. Holy thing. Let's all say holy thing. Another translation says holy substance. Holy substance. <laughs> Praise God. I love that. Now, look in what, if you are here, you have received the word of God by faith. And you are born again. You are not a renovated sinner. You are not a forgiven sinner. You are not a blood-washed sinner. You are not a sinner with some upgrade. You are not a sinner with a facelift. You are not a decorated sinner. Amen. <laughs> you are a brand new man. You were born. The first birth was natural. The second was supernatural. You were born again after the order of the seed that gave birth to you. Are you listening to me? Every life comes of a seed. In fact, seeds are containers of life. When you sow that seed, that seed will produce after its own kind. It releases life of its own kind. Amen? You didn't have to go into your mother's womb to be born again. Nicodemus did not understand it. Amen? He said, Sir, Jesus said, You must be born again. <laughs> He said, does that mean I have to go into my mother's womb and be born the second time? He said, you call yourself a rabbi of Israel and you don't know these things. You should cover your face. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Say it with your mouth. Say, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Yeah, that's it. Birth always offers you privileges of its own kind, right? That's it. That's it. Now, when you were born of your parents, you were born of your mother, 
you were born after the flesh. That means the sperm of your dad entered in to your mother and then there was fertilization with the egg in your mother and then you were the result of that fertilization. Praise God. But you see, when you were to be born again, you didn't need the sperm of man. You didn't need your earthly father to do it again. Are you listening to me? You needed the word to make it happen. So you received the word of truth. The Bible calls it the word of truth. In another place, it calls it the gospel of our salvation. Glory to God. <laughs> I love that. James 1.18, we just you know, talked about that. He says, of his own will, he begat us. Amen. Begat he us of the word of truth. That means we were born into another reality. We were born with a different capacity or set of capacities. We were born with some supernatural wiring. A different supernatural wiring. Hallelujah. Wired afresh with new possibilities and new realities. Glory to God. So when you were born again, you were born again indeed. Think about it. So that when you carry yourself from your house in the morning and stretch out your two legs, setting out for the day, remember that Mary was pregnant. There were a lot of other pregnant women too with the same curve. All right? The same curvature. All right? The same protrusion. Praise God. And they went about like this. But they were pregnant of different things. It's, Mary was pregnant of holy thing. It says holy. That holy thing. Holy thing. Glory to God. They were pregnant of flesh. They were flesh carrying flesh. Amen. But in Mary, it was the word of God taking on flesh. And the word became flesh. Glory to God. Listen to this. When you got born again, don't be confused by this. All right? It says, why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They are subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Glory to God. Amen? So we don't look at the outward man that perishes. We look at the inward man that is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How? It says, though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. How? Why we look not at the things which are seen? You see that? If you look at the things which are seen, the inward man will not be renewed. You have to look at God's word that shows you who you are. And see yourself the way God sees you. That though you, can, you may wear suits, all right, be dressed up this way. The same way your colleagues are dressed up in your place of work. Hallelujah. And then you're in the same office. Praise God. But you must know that the content is different. The container may look alike, but there's something you carry. That holy thing. Holy thing. Glory to God. Holy substance that is in you. You have to awake to this holy thing. Amen. I said amen. It says this treasure. It didn't say these treasures. Amen. It's talking about the new hardware. Glory to God. Double hardware. We've got the new spirit. It says, 
a new heart will I give unto them. I will remove the heart of flesh, I mean heart of stone, and put in them the heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within them. Amen. Ezekiel 36, 26, right? And then listen to this. That was fulfilled in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You don't say, Lord, give me a new heart again. Where is he going to get in from? Praise God. That has been fulfilled. Amen. You see, when you come to Christ, there's no other place to go. Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to whomsoever who believes. If you have come to Christ, you have come to the Omega. Is there any other thing after Omega? When you are viewing a movie, and then the, the right there at the end, <laughs> do, you, do you expect you still sit down there? No part two, no nothing, the end. <laughs> you say, well, this is a series. No, this is not a series. The end. Are you listening to me? The end. You see, when you come to Christ, you have come into the fulfillment of all. Are you listening to me? In Psalm 32, he was talking about the man unto whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. Right? And when you read that place, it looks like, who is this man? Unto whom the Lord will not impute iniquity? <laughs> That's a special kind of man. You see, when the psalmist prophesied that, he was wondering who this man or that man could be. Praise God. But thank God for Romans 4. Amen. Romans 3, Romans 4, it talks about this man unto whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. It's talking about the man in Christ whose righteousness is of God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You can see the fulfillment of that is in the New Testament. Christ is the fulfillment of all the prophecies put together. The prophets and the law. Amen. Gather them together. Christ is the fulfillment. And you are in Christ. You are in that fulfillment. Glory to God. You have arrived. Someone says, um, have I? Yes, you have. If you are in Christ, you have arrived. Alright? Under the Old Testament, they were trying to arrive. And they never arrived. Amen? In Christ, Jesus says, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, but this speak of me. I am the substance of all they have been saying. I have come. Look at me. Amen. Look at me. The Bible says in Matthew 8 and verse 16, when it was evening, they brought those that were sick, possessed with devils and all sorts. And the Bible says with one word, he cast out devils and he healed all that were sick. Hallelujah. That it might be fulfilled. See the fulfillment. Read through the prophets. You won't find any fulfillment there. It's all prophecy. It shall be. It shall come to pass. A virgin shall conceive. Everything it shall be. It shall be. But when you come to the New Testament, you see that I am. Not that I will be. Praise God. The fulfillment is here. It says that it might be fulfilled which was said by prophet Isaiah himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. When Jesus was raised from the dead, we saw the fulfillment of that which was said, that he will not suffer his only one to see corruption. You see, he is the fulfillment of everything that was said, and you are in that fulfillment. Are you listening to me? You are not a misfit. 
you are not a misfit. You just need to reprogram your thinking. It's called retraining, renewing the mind. Glory to God. We have come into that fulfillment. Are you listening to me? We have come into that fulfillment. So you see, Jesus was born that way. We were born the same way. Hallelujah. The word of God got into the womb of Mary and Jesus was the result. Oh! You see, life, you don't become life. Life is a being. You, do you become life? Oh, let me breathe hard so I can become life. <laughs> no. <laughs> life is a being. Life does not take on characteristics. Life gives them. He says to walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. He didn't say, try not to fulfill the loss of the flesh and you shall walk in the spirit. <laughs> so someone says, oh, oh, let me try not to fulfill the loss of the flesh and then I walk in the spirit. No, life, all right, characteristics don't give life. Are you listening to me? Life is not a series of actions. Life is not a set of doings. Life is being. If any man being Christ is a new being, it's not a new something that is trying to attempt another thing. Is a new being. You understand that? When you were born, you were born. You found eyes because you were born. You found eyes there, you opened them, you could see. There was an instinct in you. Alright? When they put somebody else's finger in your mouth, you sucked it. And you just knew somehow that that was the wrong thing to suck. When your mother's nipple came, ah, you knew this is, there's something just registered on the inside that this is the right thing to suck. It's called life. Let's all say life. And that's when, when you give God's word to new creation people, they just feel all right. Something just fits them. Ah, they just know ah, eh, there's something. Eh, ah, ah. Where, where had this thing been all this while? You don't even need a prophet to tell you this is the right thing. Just suck it in. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> you, know, you just suck it and then he goes in and you say it again, sir. Teach me the word. Oh, speak it to me. When it is spoken to me, something comes alive on the inside. It's called life. Because you're a new being on the inside. Amen. Look at people who are under religion. They're not enjoying it. They just have to do it. It's called sheke sheke. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Sheke sheke. Chains. They just know that they just have to continue that way somehow. But you see, when some of them, by the mercy of God, just slip into the right environment and hear the word, for the very first time, something leaps. So, 
The man within that is born again was born of God's word. The same way a child born of a woman, born out of that woman, needs that woman to continue. Praise God. Socks. The very moment you begin to suck the word of God, you realize that there is this internal, innate instinct of compatibility that shows that, ah, this is it. Now, have you been in a situation that you, you don't really know what you want? All right? But you know that when you see it, you will know it. How many of us know what I'm saying? And then... You just get into that place and then you don't know and then you just sit. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I want. Praise God. That's how we connect when it comes to the word. You were born of God's word. You are an offspring of the word of God. Praise God. Are you listening to me? You are a child of God's word. We were born of God's word. Glory to God. In John chapter number 1, he started reading from verse 11. He said, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many who received him, to them gave he the right, the power, the authority, to become what? The sons of God. He says, sons of God that are not born of the flesh, not of the will of man, not of the will of the flesh, not of blood, but born of the will of God. And what's that will? God's word. Amen. That's who you are. You see, when, if you begin to look at the flesh around you, amen, you are wrapped up in fresh flesh. This treasure is in earthen vessels. That the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. You are not ordinary. Yes, say, well, but I have two eyes, I have two ears, and one nose, one mouth, like every other person. Yeah, we understand that. Amen. There was a protrusion also with Mary, like any other pregnant woman too. And the truth is, they could be going for, what do you call that kind of treatment? Is it antenatal? Antenatal care. You know, they could go together and then they do like this and say, the baby's fine. <laughs> but you see, what was in her was different. The very moment you catch it, all right? You understand that we play by another set of rules. God has called us to live a different kind of life. And that was a life Jesus brought to them. He said, you guys have been breathing in oxygen and breathing out CO2. Now I have come that you may have life. Thank God he didn't use suki. He said that you may have zoe. So kamahando brother heal higher. That you may have Zoe and that you may have it more abundantly. He says, I have come that you may have it first. And then you may have it more abundantly. Perisos. Amen. And Jesus said, this is Zoe. This is life eternal. What does that mean? Life as God has it. Life in its very essence of it. Of the divine kind. Zoe does not mean Longevity of life, the way Methuselah had it. Amen. Zoe stresses quality. Stresses on quality. Let's say quality. Yeah, say quality. 
It stresses on quality. Yeah. Not equality, quality. Glory to God. That's what it stresses on. It talks about the quality of life God possesses. Let me give you an instance. You could say, life is common to all. No, 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 no. Well, if you meant breath. All right? We say, well, animals have breath too. You know, plants have breath too. All right? Humans have breath too. All right? God has breath too. But you see, when you talk about quality of life, <laughs> then you now begin to say, the quality of life animals have is higher than the quality of life plants have. True or false? Right? The quality of life humans have is higher than the quality of life animals have. True or false? The quality of life God has is higher than the quality of life humans possess. True or false? I have come that you may have life. Breath? No. They already had that. He wasn't talking to dead people. He was talking to people who were going about their normal businesses. But he says, I have come that you may have quality. You don't live on this level. That things bombard you this way, you run this way, and then they push you to the other side. And you are now swinging like a simple pendulum. To, to, to. But you can be in the midst of a storm and then take a pillow in the innermost part of the ship and sleep. And then natural life people, they say, ah, ah, which kind of master is this? Carries out that we perish. Do, are you not, do, our life, doesn't it value anything to you? Doesn't it mean anything to you? And Jesus said to the storm, peace be still. He says, why are you of a little faith? Another place, he says, why is it that you don't have any faith? Another one, he says, where is your faith? Praise God. Amen. Look at that life. You see, that's another level. The life that is in charge. And because it is in charge, it discharges. <laughs> Glory to God. And that's the kind of life he's brought. He said, I've come that you may have this kind of life. If they had any sense, they would have responded and said, wow, that's the kind of life we want. Look at Jesus. He never had any sense of need. When death was tearing him in the face, look at his response. I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. They came all of a sudden. The new Jonas was not there. And there was nobody behind the back there. They would put him to shame that day. <laughs> and they just cornered himself and Peter. Tax. Now, now. There was no sense of need. He just looked at <laughs> Peter. You see that stream by, by that side? That side. Take your hook. The first fish that you catch. Cut it through, and then you find the money enough to pay my tax and yours. No sense of need. Zoe. Amen. 
He was teaching the people. And it was late. There was nowhere they could get food. And if he would send them to town to get food, some of them would collapse on the way. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. Get them something to eat. He didn't say that because he didn't know what he would do. He said that to prove them. So what do you have? Five loaves and two pieces of fish. Jesus said, bring them. And the Bible says he blessed, he gave thanks and break, and he gave them. And they ate and ate and ate. And how, how many baskets left? Twelve. If you know the kind of life you have received in Christ, nothing will perplex you. Nothing will stress you up. You see, when they say, some people, when they hear millions, all right, you think they, you know, someone hit them with a heart attack. <laughs> you know, you hear people like this, you know, so there was someone, as, you know, someone <clears throat> made a quotation for him, wanted to, uh, wanted to do something, start a business, so there was a budget, you know, start of capital, blah, blah, blah. So the person said, you would need to some amount of money. And then he looked at the figures, and then he saw six zeros. He didn't even see what was the first digit there. <laughs> when he saw six zeros, he said, Ha! Where will I get such money from? Praise God. But the one who possesses the life of God does not speak that way. You see that? He says, Father, I thank you for it is done. And I know you have provided it. And as I pray in tongues, show me where it is. All right? And I will go take it. Praise the Lord. You see, the life of God in us is a life that reflects the quality of adequacy. The quality of sufficiency. It's a life that is self-sufficient. It is a life that cannot be depleted. It is the life that produces after its own kind. Praise God. Amen. You know, James was asking them, is any sick among you? you know, because it was a strange thing for someone to be sick in the early church. All right. Is any sick among you? Is any sick? He didn't say, I know there are sick people in your midst. He says, any sick? You see what I'm saying here? Jesus, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, said in Romans 8 and verse 11, said, I put it to you. I know the Spirit of God is in you, but I want to challenge you. If the Spirit of Him, <laughs> if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if he dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead, it says he shall quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit that is in you. Amen. I love that song. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, oh, dwells in you. I'm believing God for those old, old camp meetings. Glory to God. And we just tabernacle like this and 
seas of heads will be, be there. People are, yes, they came, their needs will be met, but they came to eat and drink. Are you listening to me? Feed on God's word and drink the new wine. And then they just get into the word and then begin to drink it. Praise God. And then the Lord said to me, as I was desiring that in my closet, he said, watch it, it's going to happen. Amen. He said, do you see redemption come there? I said, yes. He said, it's a phase of camp meeting in the body of Christ in Nigeria. He says, I'm taking you to the next phase. Amen. Yeah. The next phase is we will have people like the seas. There will be many. And then for hours, we just share God's word. These things I'm sharing with you now, I will still share them with much more people. Glory to God. And then you say, oh, pastor, shit, that, you know, that was, you know, five years ago, six years ago, and all that. Amen. Same thing, but with so much freshness and grace. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Dwells in you, dwells in you. He shall quicken your mortal bodies. Because his spirit dwells in you. He shall quicken your mortal bodies. By his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. When we got born again, we received that life. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive the abundance of it. He says, I have come that you may have life. Zoe, and that you may have it in abundance. And that's where we're going. See, what I just shared, which is just a prelude to the main subject that I want to share. You know, while I was seated there, the Lord spoke to me. Thank God for the privilege of hearing God's voice. God speaks to me all the time. From heaven, I just hear. I said, yeah, I get that. Glory to God. Why? Because I'm his child. You're his child too. You believe that? Do you believe that? You have every right to hear your father, true or false. If your father were the governor of Lagos State, would you have to fill forms? All right? Go through protocol to see your father? Huh? You just walk in and people say, who is that person? They <laughs> say, so that's the governor's daughter. Ah. Glory to God. He says, let us therefore come boldly. Right? Come boldly. Why? Because you are God's legitimate child. Galatians 3 and verse 26. You are God's legitimate child. Don't you know that? That's who you are. You are a child of God. Glory to God. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, a lot of my people are worried. He said, tell them what I have said in Philippians 4, 6. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to Philippians 4, 6. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Turn in your Bibles to Philippians 4 and verse 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word of God says, to be careful for nothing. Now split that word nothing into two. No thing. Let's all say no thing. Now join it together, it becomes what? Nothing. But I like to call it no thing so it makes more sense to me or it can make more sense to me. 
when I read that verse of scriptures, Philippians 5 verse 6, I says, the word of God says to me, to be careful for no thing. Now, my children, I've watched them. I have three powerful boys. Glory to God. Children are the heritage of the Lord. God has blessed us with them. We are the caretakers, you know, to take care of them. They are not ours. They are the Lord's. Amen. You know, so. Ah. When daddy comes in, that's me, daddy. When daddy comes in, you just see them, they don't have any care. Amen. David goes, <laughs> daddy. And then Enoch jumps. There was a day. They sighted me at the gate. I was just driving in. And then Enoch began to tumble. He was just tumbling. Sometimes they would do like this. <laughs> ah, I said, what, is, what is the thing? No care. You know, you know why people don't rejoice? Too much care. You see, in Lagos, people hardly laugh. What is it? What is it? What are you pursuing? What is pursuing you? Huh? You just see them jumping. <sighs> and then I wonder, what is the matter with this? One day, I was just observing them. I said, Lord, what is the matter with these kids? He said, the matter with them is that they don't have any matter. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Huh? No care. The amplified version says, do not fret yourself about anything. Do not fret yourself. Another tradition says, don't let anything be good enough or strong enough to bother you. Hey, when I read that, it staggered me. The reason a lot of people cannot laugh you should, you should be able to come in and, <laughs> and then laugh for one hour and be filled with the Holy Ghost. But when you're coming, <laughs> amen. And until you receive God's kingdom, amen, as a child, he says you can in no wise enter into it. You know what that means? It's not that you are not in God's kingdom, all right? But you are not entering into it. There's, it didn't say you shall in no wise be in it. Colossians 1.13 talks about us being translated from what? The kingdom of darkness. And we have been translated, transported into the kingdom of his son. We are in God's kingdom now. But there are very few of us that have entered into it. The entering into God's kingdom is having your heart open to receive that which is called the dominion of God in your finances, in your health, in every aspect of your life. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. You remember that Syrophoenician woman who came to receive healing for her daughter who was possessed with the devil? Amen. She cried, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus said, look, woman, go. It is wrong for me to cast the children's bread onto dogs. All right? He called healing children's bread. Yet there were a lot of sick people in Israel. All right? 
they are children in that sense in the covenant of Abraham, but very few of them have entered into it. Do you understand what I'm saying now? The entering into God's kingdom is even from being in the kingdom. There are two different things. You have to be childlike to enter into it. Amen? Someone says, well, huh, do I have to be childlike? Yeah! You tell David, I'm taking you to London tomorrow. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't care how you are going to take him there. He's already rejoicing. <laughs> when you tell you, you say, how? I don't even have a visa. I don't, you see, you're reasoning. That's why people are not entering. And I'm telling you. <laughs> but he's already dancing. He doesn't care. He knows that is going to make his word good. Amen. You know, sometimes children will go to school and say, <laughs> your, dad, your daddy's house is small. Come and see my daddy's house. Amen. Have you seen my daddy's car before? Amen. Since my daddy has three cars, big cars. Does your daddy have any car? All right. They are bragging on their dad. Praise God. Why? Because you see, it is childlike. God doesn't want us to be childish. All right? He says in malice, we should be children. But not in knowledge, not in understanding. Are you listening to me? But you see, when it comes to receiving God's word, we have to be childlike. And our childlikeness must increase. Are you listening to me? No matter how much of an adult you've become, your childlikeness must increase. Be anxious for nothing. Well, how am I going to handle that then? How am I going to handle my bills? How am I going to fuel my car? How am I going to you know, prepare for my wedding? I need a house in Ajah. I need a house in Leki. I need a house in the heart of Ikeja. I need a house in Yaba. What am I going to do now? Who am I going to meet now? Where is the money going to come from? My wedding is forthcoming. Oh, we have not bought this. We have not bought that. Yes, you see, you are going to buy things. All right? But if you let things enter into you, the word of God will not stay. Mark 4, Matthew 13. The cares of this world. Deceitfulness of riches. They choke the word. The word of God can stay. When you're, you care about everything, you worry about everything, and if, if there's nothing to worry about, you are worried because there's nothing to worry about. You know, there was a brother that came to me. He said, brethren, let's be careful now. Things have been going on smoothly with us. It's a sign that the enemy wants to hijack our future. <laughs> I said, that was when I was in camp. I said, shut up your mouth. There was another one that came. He said, you know, we just came back from the mission field. I said, yes. We have cast out devils. I said, yes. We have to be careful so that devils don't go and afflict our families at home. <laughs> ah. I said, Lord, have mercy. Have you not read Luke 10, 19? Behold, I give unto thee exousia, to tread upon snakes and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, not some, over all. And he says, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Not academic means, not family means. No means. 
You believe that? So why are you thinking now you cast out one devil? You see, you cast out the devil. Listen, let me tell you something. Do you know how to be popular in the kingdom of darkness? You know how to be popular, to be known? By casting out devils. You see, devils tell themselves, read the Bible. Luke, is it Luke 11? When Jesus was teaching about deliverance, Luke 11, yeah. He said, when a demon is cast out, all right, he goes to dry places seeking for a resting place. And if he finds none, he goes back to where he came from to see whether he could find a place. And if he sees the place well swept and garnished, he says he goes to tell seven more wicked, stronger demons. All right? He tells them, I was cast out from a place. They know. See, demons tell themselves things. If you cast out one devil today, he will tell like another seven. All right? And then another seven will tell another seven times seven, 49. All right? And then it goes on like that. That guy is a dangerous guy. Don't come near him. Not that demons will now go and afflict you. They will be afraid. Because, you see, listen very carefully. Demons are already afraid. Hello? There is no demon that is in fear. I mean in faith. There is no demon that is in faith. There is no faith-filled demon. <laughs> no, that's the truth. They don't have the word of God. They're in darkness. All right? The, the, the thing that darkness fears the most is what? Is what? Light. Not that demons will now go and afflict you. They will be afraid. Because, you see, listen very carefully. Demons are already afraid. Hello? There is no demon that is in fear. I mean in faith. There is no demon that is in faith. There is no faith-filled demon. <laughs> no, that's the truth. They don't have the word of God. They're in darkness. All right? The, the, the thing that darkness fears the most is what? Is what? Light. There was a day the Lord said to me, he said, son, there is no faith-filled demon. <laughs> when you say, out! Before you are done. Psh! There was one I was casting out that way. I was just doing like this. I had not said anything. By the finger of God. If by the finger of God I cast out devils, then the kingdom of God is come unto thee. By the finger of God. Oh, the finger of God. The same finger that wrote on the wall. The finger of God. The fourth sign that was demonstrated in Egypt. The magicians could not replicate it. By the striking of the doors by the rod, lies filled the whole place. Hallelujah. And then Pharaoh called his magicians and replicated it. They tried and tried and tried. They could not do likewise. They said, oh, Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. Hallelujah. Let's all say the finger of God. I did like this. By that understanding. <laughs> Demons are beggarly elements of this world. People have not been taught the right stuff. That's why people are afraid of demons. <laughs> Amen. I remember one day there was a guy that was crying like a dog. I just went to pray and I was coming. I was just hearing that noise. I said, Lord, I'm hearing the sound there. He said, go help them. <laughs> say we are saviors. Say it. Say we are saviors. 
Someone says, really, I oh, know Jesus is the Savior. I know. You're in him. Savior shall arise from Mount Zion and shall judge the mountain of Esau. We are saviors. We are saviors. Because the Savior is in us. Amen? We give help to people because the helper is in us. Glory to God. The Lord said, go help them. I got there. I saw people sweating. Ah, out, out, out. You see people saying out, eh? <laughs> okay, the door is there. And the door is open. Praise God. <laughs> if anything happens here, I will take to my heels. <laughs> out, out. Things don't happen that way. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a pan of love and of a sound mind. Can someone say amen to that? And I got there. You know what I did? I looked at the person's face. All right? And they were scared. That Brother, be careful. It's a demon-possessed person. You're looking at that way. <laughs> and I looked straight. I said, now listen to me. And he calmed down. I'm going to tell you what to do. And nodded his head like this. The very moment I say out, you flee instantly. Is that okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> out! In the name of Jesus. He stretched ah, and screamed, and the demon tore him, stretched and rolled. All right, demon, all those things don't scare me. All right, walk by faith, not by sight. It is what you have said that will happen, not the stretching and all those things. Those things don't scare me. Amen. And psh, the demon left. Glory to God. And then he looked at me. Huh? Are you a pastor? I said, No, I'm a child of God. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Be anxious for no thing. Please be anxious for no thing. So what am I going to do then? Is there anything that is seeking to bother you? Alright? You take that thing in prayer to God. He says be anxious for nothing. If you wouldn't know to be anxious or you don't know to be anxious, you don't know how to be anxious, then you must know how not to be anxious. How? He says, by prayer and supplication. He says, in all things, by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto whom? Unto God. And he says, the shalom of God. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall mount God over your heart in Christ Jesus. Your hearts and mind kept by that peace. Glory to God. Amen. There are things you have to know that are not your responsibilities. Amen. Are you listening to me? There are things that are not your responsibilities. Let me share some, some of them with you. <clears throat> Bringing answers to your prayers is not your responsibility. Are you listening to me? Clothing yourself, feeding yourself, do you know it's not your responsibility? Someone says, eh, what do I do? I am fending for myself. No. All right? You are not an orphan. Orphans fend for themselves. 
I'm struggling through life. I'm struggling through, through life. All right? You're not a struggler. We are pushing it. We're hustling. You are not a hustler. Praise the Lord. Study Matthew 6. You understand feeding yourself is not your responsibility. You see, if you don't understand what your responsibility is, apart from what is not your responsibility, you know what to do. Go and study Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and the, the beginning part of Genesis 3. <clears throat> and you see, in Genesis 1, God created man. Genesis 2, he planted a garden eastward, the Garden of Eden, eastward of Eden, and placed the man there to till the ground. No, talk to me to till the ground. Now listen very carefully. If all you receive monthly is all you spend, or is a lump sum from which you spend, and you don't have other blessings coming in, you are living by effort. You have to understand the place of grace. Someone says, well, how do I get that? Listen. He says, the birds of the air, they don't have any band where they store. They don't sow. They don't reap. He says, yet your heavenly father feeds them. How much more? You. Amen. How many birds of the air have offices? They go to every morning. You see that you have a place where you walk. You have really tried. You have gone an extra mile. Are you listening to me? I say, Father, thank you because I have gone an extra mile. You see, the birds of the air don't have any place they walk. They fly around. That's not. And then they enter into somebody else's harvest. And it's the thing and all that. The person comes and is hungry. <laughs> All right, God says sorry. You sowed seeds, I caused them to produce. Not for you only. Have you not heard that when you are reaping, you don't reap everything? You leave some by because there are some people that must partake of that same harvest. That's why you don't eat everything that comes into your hand. There's tithe, there's offering. All right? And then there are seeds. In fact, what you do with your hands... All right? It's meant to produce for you seeds. Seeds for you to sow. The Bible says, let him who stole, let him steal no more, but let him labor with his hands in that which is good that he may have to give to those who are in need. Right? You know where God is taking you? Where your salary is a seed. <clears throat> Do you hear that? For some people, if they don't pay salary... That's another heartbeat. That's another heart, heartache. Ha! There are times it just piles up there and you are not even thinking about it. That's what, where God is taking you. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. To, clothing yourself is not your responsibility. Read Matthew 6. Feeding yourself is not your responsibility. Clothing yourself is not your responsibility. Are you listening to me? It's not. It's God's. 
I remember when we were praying for our wedding, I shared with uh, <laughs> Pastor Abayomi and Pastor Shola. We were praying for our wedding, and then I took pen and paper. I began to calculate. I was counseling and rewriting and all that. And then the thing didn't balance out. My head was warming up. I began to feel the smoke. And then the word of the Lord came unto me and said, In vain you are calculating. I said, ah. I just dropped the pen. I said, Lord, what is it that you are saying? He said, go and study the book of Genesis. I studied the first time. I didn't get anything. I studied the second time. I didn't get anything. I said, Lord, show me wondrous things in your law. Let me see this thing. And then I studied the third, the fourth, and the fifth time, I saw it. Ah. When I saw it, I said, what? So I've been laboring in vain. Do you know there are a lot of people laboring in vain? It's called foolish labor executed by fools. It wearies them. Why? Because they don't even know the way to the town. They don't know the way to the city. All right? You go into Ife, and then you first and foremost went to Badagri. From there, you went to, to, to Ghana. <laughs> from, from Ghana, you, you went to Central Africa. All right? You spend all your money and finish everything because you don't know the way. I said, Lord, have mercy. I saw it. It was not, you see, marriage is not or wasn't the result of man's prayer to God. Yeah. And the Lord God saw. He said it himself. It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make for him a help suitable. And the Lord God caused the man to have a deep sleep. Took one of his ribs. Covered the flesh thereof. Formed the woman. And the Lord God brought the woman to the man. The Lord God saw. The Lord God said. It is not good for the man to be alone. The Lord God caused the man to have a deep sleep. The Lord God took one of his ribs. Covered the flesh thereof. The Lord God formed the woman. The Lord God brought the woman to the man. All the man needed to do was to acknowledge. Hmm. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh shall be called woman. God said, hey, then I'm the priest here. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his father and two shall become one flesh. Amen. And God joined them together. God married them. Glory to God. He said, son, marriage is my idea, not yours. All right, look at America, anywhere, any country, you know, uh, in support of democracy, they support them, true or false. Amen? Because they are seen as the father, so to speak, in the modern world of democracy. Are you listening to me? Though it came from, um, what is it called? This ancient, um, um, is it Greece now? Praise God. But you see, they are sponsoring democracy everywhere because they feel that, look, democracy is the best form of government or governance. Praise God. And then the Lord said to me, marriage is my idea, not your idea. Marriage was not my response to Adam's prayer. Marriage was what I saw that, look, this thing is good. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will. Oh, I saw the will of God there against it. God swore. I will 
make for him. And everything that has to do with the making for him, God is going to take care of it. Because marriage, wedding is part of the making for him. When I saw that, I relaxed. All right? I said to my wife, call me Beulah. Beulah means married. Amen? Let's not say Beulah. That's my name. Beulah, married. Glory to God. When I saw that, I was excited. I said, whoo, glory to God. And then a week after, someone sent in 250K. (laughs) Another person, 50K. Another person called me for a job. All right? And then the money started coming. In no time, I had more than enough. After the wedding, you know what we're doing after the wedding? Before we started our honeymoon, we're sharing money. My wife and I. We, 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 count, we counted money and we were bailing here, no? <laughs> ah, I saw it. I said, Lord, I step aside. Take over. And it took over from start to finish. Glory to God. You see, you think you're saying, ah, I have to labor hard. I have to, feed, I have to feed myself. I have to do this. I have to do that. Listen, don't kill yourself. That's what God is saying to you. I know you are trying to feed yourself, but don't kill yourself. Did God form the man first? And when he was done with forming the man, he now said, where is the earth I will put him? Okay, okay, wait here, wait here. Let me go and create an earth for you where you are going to dwell. God was done with creating everything and then he brought the man in there. It tells you how God thinks. You are fending for yourself. Don't kill yourself. Well, are you saying we should be lazy? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should be lazy. But as you walk, whatever it is God has given you to do, do it with all of your heart as unto the Lord. But remember that it is not your work that is going to feed you. Write down everything you need and then subject them to your salary. You know you need God. No, just, just try it. No, just, <laughs> no sincerely, just try it. Write down, I need a car, I need this, I need that. And right now, I won't have to change my wardrobe. And then estimate everything, value everything. And then bring your salary. <laughs> That's when you understand that faithful is the Lord. All right? You would turn away from your salary and turn to the Lord. And say, oh, they looked unto him. And they were lightened and your faces were not ashamed. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen? But we see Jesus, not our salary. You turn and see him and say, Lord, I refuse to see that salary. Because if you see it, you will feel inadequate. That's why people change jobs without a sense of purpose. You know why? Maybe it could be better. Maybe it could be better. Maybe it could be better. Maybe somehow I could, I could earn better. I could earn more. Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayers and supplications with thanksgiving. Prayers means with that desire. Listen. With that same desire. What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do about this? What am I? With that same desire. Don't use it in negative direction. 
Channel that desire in prayer. What things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things ever you desire. With that same desire in prayer, prayer means honest urge. I pray thee. Look at it from that. I pray thee, Pastor Shola, give me that book. I urge thee. I need it. You see, when you pray, sometimes when people pray, you know they are not really praying. Father, what do you think about myself having a car? If you think it's right, you could do it for me. But if you think it's not right, no problem. <laughs> but you're not praying, no. <laughs> when, when the thing pinches you on the inside, <laughs> you, know what, you know what to do. You go, you see people say, oh my God, you're my source. You see, the attitude changes. Oh, my sustainer. My expectations come from thee. You are the anchor of my soul. Oh, my God. The lifter up of my head. This is what your word says. You see, when you urge God that way, God sees your desire. Something is coming up on the inside of you. Desire is welling up on the inside of you. And then you urge God concerning his word. Then supplication is you are requesting. And then you providing or supplying your strong reasons. Supplication. When you supplicate, that's what lawyers do. Amen. My Lord, consider this. This is what the constitution says. Presidents has, have it this way. Presidents have it that way. And then you consider those things all together. And then the judge rules. And says, this is the way it is. According to my judgment. And that settles it. Prayer is necessary. Because God is a righteous judge. Consider the nature of God. God is both merciful and just. Amen. He's both a king and a judge. And because of his nature, there's need for priesthood. Amen. If you have mercy and you have justice, all together in one proper blend, praise God. What do you do then? You want to give mercy. But you have to find a just reason for releasing the mercy. Amen? God is not going to be so merciful that he becomes unjust. Why is God going to increase you? Why is God going to move you to the next level? Is it just move me? No, no. I don't reason that way. Bring your strong reasons. Present your case. Supplication. Present your case. And that's why a priest who does not have the knowledge of God, all right, cannot function as a priest. You need the knowledge of God to function in your priestly office. In Malachi 2 and verse 6, it says, In the mouth of the priest, the lips of the priest, the law must be sought. In other words, you can seek the law in their mouths, in their lips. Knowledge is in their lips. Why? Because they are priests. Priests are meant to know the law, know the word of God, so much that they can supplicate. Because 
the major assignment of priests, apart from offering sacrifices unto God and then intercession, you must learn to supplicate. The life. You see, when a priest comes and he's speaking, Heavenly Father, you are the judge of all. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Jesus shed his blood. When he shed his blood, he shed his life. Life for us to live. And when he died, according to John 3, 16, he died for all. He died for all that we all might come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's your will, Heavenly Father. And then you begin to present your case that way. When you begin to present your case that way, presenting your strong reasons, God responds to you. Are you listening to me? The mercy of God is released because you have given God a just reason to release that mercy. Glory to God. Prayers and supplication. And then when you are done with that, with thanksgiving. I remember there was a day I needed 1.5 million naira within a week. In my account, I didn't have up to 20,000 naira. Amen? As a professional person, I got a property for someone and all that, and then the person said that needed the money, you know, sudden, I mean, uh, urgently, all of a sudden. And then I said to the person, I said, look, we have not sold this property. He said, no, no, that's not the issue that wants the money and all that. And before I could knew it, he called his uncle, and the uncle called me, and I said, are you Pastor Shego? I said, yes. He said, my brother, you know, has a um, social amount of money in your hand. I said, yes. He said, we need the money urgently. Ah. I said, he said, no, that's not the issue, but the money, the money, the money, the money. All right. So I went into my closet. I knelt down. I said, Father, I'm your son. Number one, Galatians 3, 26, Romans 8, 14 to 16. I just started presenting my strong reasons. Number two, you have called me to serve you in the vineyard. I be upon you my name. I mean your name. Your name is upon, I be upon me your name. Your name is upon me. If anything goes wrong with me, People will point accusing fingers at you. I said, Lord, redeem your name. Stretch forth your hand and save thy name. That was the prayer I prayed. When I was done, you see, when, when you pray, eh, record your prayer. This is how you know your prayer. <laughs> you just know your prayer was answered or not. When you play it back, you know. When you hear it, you say, ah, what kind of prayer is this? <laughs> you, know, you know God didn't hear that one. Instantly, I, I knew in my heart that that prayer was answered. I just knew it. Amen? 24 hours thereafter, I just got an alert. Ta-ta, 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 ta-ta. Amen? I checked it. It was 1.5 million naira. A beloved one just sent it to me. He said, you remember... I said, you should do something for me the other day. I said, yes, and all that. I said, he said, you know I didn't pay you. He said, he said, yes, and all that. I said, this is it. And I took the 1.5. I transferred it immediately. Amen. Praise God. I mean, 
I just looked at it. I needed 1.5 million naira within one week. In less than one week, it came. My supplication. Amen. You see, when you begin to supplicate, Lord, I'm a priest over this house. For no man takes upon himself this honor except he who is called, even as was Aaron. You have said to decree a thing and it shall be established. And light shall shine upon my path. I'm your messenger. I'm going to talk this evening. And as I speak, let your angels carry out my words. You are supplicating. They have to respond. Because the, the Father grants it. I call it a divine grant. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. Amen. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you to be strengthened with mind by his spirit in the inner man. He would grant it. And he says, for this cause. And he presented, he said, look, this cause is God's cause. And for this cause, which is God's cause, I bow my knees. Glory to God. You see, when you learn to supplicate, and you supplicate that way, there's this witness of the Holy Ghost in your heart. Tom, 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 you just know. Sometimes you supplicate. You see, prayer and supplication, they go together. Sometimes you start praying and then you supplicate. Sometimes you go, oh God. Amen. There was a day I was praying that way and the urge was so much. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't lie on the floor. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't kneel down. All right? I, I jumped under the bed. I just slipped under. The urge was so much. Amen? It's called prayer. And I held the bed like this and I began to pray with all of my heart. Lord, this is what you have said in your word. Lord, your word is good. Your word is good. Respond in your almightiness. Respond, almighty father. You are the almighty. You are limitless. There is none like you. You have, you see, you showed it to Abraham on that mountain. Upon the mountain of the Lord it shall be seen. You are Jehovah Jireh. Show it to me too. I'm here on your mountain. This is Mount Zion. I have come. And then you hear a bell from heaven brum, 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 in your spirit. See. When, that, when the Lord says, See. <laughs> and you look and then you see. You just smile. Father, I thank you for it is done. Amen. There's a witness on the inside. By the Holy Ghost. Amen. Though you might not have seen any physical evidence. But there's a witness on the inside of you. By the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's just a sign in the spirit. A cloud. A man's hand. The size of a man's hand. Alright. You just see it there. And say Lord thank you. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You just rise up from that place. And that's it. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Amen. With prayer and supplication. And then it says with thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. And it says the peace of God. Listen. That's how you know. When you pray and supplicate that way. You know Tom Tom. God drops it in your spirit. 
Ah, you just lift up your hands and then you're going to give. <laughs> God drops Tom Tom in your spirit. You know Tom Tom. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Amen. You believe in God concerning marriage and all that. You say, Lord, male and female created he them. Amen. It's your idea. I know there's a man you've prepared for me. All right? You begin to supplicate that way. That woman will come. That man will come. Supernaturally, God will bring you both together. You have to learn to supplicate. There are a lot of Christians. The only thing they know to do is a prayer of faith. Amen? Prayer of faith is good. But there are times you need to supplicate. One of these days I'll teach on prayers. Praise God. And we understand that. Be careful for nothing. Did you hear that? Be careful for nothing. Don't let anything bother you. Amen? Don't let anything bother you. Glory to God. Take that thing to God and say, Lord, I cast this burden on you. He says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall not suffer the righteous to be moved. First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Cast it on him in prayers, in supplications. Cast it on him and then say, Lord, it's yours for the taking. I'm not going to bother myself with that any longer. And then pray it up to him in prayers. Stand on his word. Present your strong reasons. As a priest, God is the judge of all. He wants to release his grace. He wants to release his mercy. And as you present it to him, God takes it over. Glory to God. How? How do you know he's taking it over? The peace of God. The tom-tom of God in your spirit. When you perceive that tom-tom in your spirit, a cloud, the size of a man's hand, the peace of God. He said, let's go. Tell Ahab, he should move fast now. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Before they were done, running to, to the gates of Jezreel, there was a mighty cloud, and then... Pfft, the clouds started pouring down the rains. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. And that's how to deal with needs. Refuse to worry. Alright? And then sometimes you pray to that place and then you just perceive that tum-tum of God. You need this laughter of no care. <laughs> sometimes it takes 35 minutes, sometimes an hour to recover from that laughter when I pray. Ha ah! Oh, glory to God is done. Hallelujah. And then you act on Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Amen. Be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. And then you begin to make melody and rejoice. The joy of God fills your heart. Rejoice evermore. I say unto you, rejoice. We are the circumcision that worship God in spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We've got no confidence in the flesh. And then you begin to rejoice and thank God. Sometimes you laugh. Sometimes you roll on the floor. Sometimes, you know, you jack your leg. Glory to God. Amen. 
And then you get drunk sometimes with God's new wine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then you just see that childlikeness. He busts open on the inside. Car. You begin to begin to do like this and just begin to do like David and Enoch. Glory to God. And begin to jack yourself. And people say, ah, what is the excitement all about? Ooh, glory to God, the peace of God that passes all understanding. It passes all understanding. You don't know how it's going to happen. It passes all understanding. It passes the natural understanding. Some people might say, well, how are you going to do it? You just laugh it over and say, oh, glory to God. I have presented it to the Father and he's taking my care. I don't have to touch my care any longer. Be anxious for nothing. And you see God swing into action. Glory to God. Amen. I can give you testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies. We needed six million naira within two weeks. I shared it on Sunday. It came. Glory to God. I spoke it out in faith and I thought about it. I said that. Where did it come from? My spirit. And my mouth said that. And I went back to God and said, Lord, I said it. I'm your representative. I'm your mouthpiece. I said it. I said it, not to brag on myself, but I said it in your praise and in your glory. Respond, Lord. Respond, Lord. Confirm the word of your messenger. Respond, Lord. As I began to pray that way, he says, son, it is done. Within two weeks, six million naira came. Amen. That's how God works. Praise God. And listen to this. Listen to this. You have to get yourself to that place where you don't have any care. You know, I like to say it in Yoruba this way. Some people might say, well, um, it does not reason well. I don't have to bother my head over things. But I know how to pray. Amen. Praise God. And that's better than having a degree in the university. You can pray. You can take God's word and supplicate. Then your needs are met. God will respond to you. It's called a divine grant. That he will grant unto you. And God, when the father lifts up his scepter and says, granted. Hallelujah. There's no devil under heaven that can stop it. Granted. There's a true tabernacle in heaven. Do you know that? Priests are meant to come. We have been made priests and kings unto our God. Revelations 5 and verse 10. We are priests and kings unto our God. We can bring our strong reasons on behalf of our loved ones. We can bring our strong reasons on behalf of Lagos. We can bring our strong reasons. Instead of worrying and bothering our head. Amen. You know, sometimes I tell my wife, women have that tendency sometimes to worry. All right? But they have to learn God's word. Why? Because you see, they're concerned with petty, petty things. It's good. All right? They compliment men. Thank God for them. But you have to learn to do that in wisdom, in God's word. My wife will say, what are we going to do with, about this? What are we going to do about that? I said, yeah, we're going to do something about it. And it is what God has said. He said, hey, but what about that? I said, Relax. You know, you don't understand what I understand. No, you, you have to get where I'm talking from. I understand where you're talking from. All right? But let it be known to you, beloved, I will not worry. 
will not worry. I will not worry one bit about that thing. Is that clear? And then I give her a peck. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Let's pray about it and commit it to God. Amen. I said amen. And that's when I sleep. I sleep like a baby. I snore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You say, why, why should you snore? You know, you, you know, just listen to or just look at lions when they sleep. All right? That's how you know they are lions. They snore. <gasps> Glory to God. I've been born of the lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> Amen? I sleep deeply and I sleep. I, I don't even have nightmares. I don't have any bad dream. Amen? The only time my sleep is intercepted is when God wants to say something to me. Alright, sometimes I say, Lord, I know you are God. Amen? But can you just give me an inner witness if you will? But I don't want to have any dream tonight. I want to sleep. And I wouldn't have any dream. Amen? I would just sleep on through. Glory to God. And when I wake up, I wake up. Wake up to life. Wake up to grace. Wake up to God's goodness. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Now, in church, we should, when we, we begin to worship God, why is it that people don't laugh? You, you hardly have people get filled with the Holy Ghost and they just laugh because people will come to church. Oh God, you know, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be here at this time. But you see, if you don't do something about my case. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> do like this. <sighs> do it again. <sighs> Lift up your two hands and say, Father, I thank you. Because you love me. Say it again, say, Father, I thank you because you love me. Now stand to your feet. Say, Father, I thank you because you love me. One more time, say, Father, I thank you because you love me. Amen. Now go ahead and thank him and give him praise. Thank him because you see he's bigger than your needs. Thank him because he's the reason you laugh. God has become our laughter. God has become our laughter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No more are we going to bother ourselves about those things. No more. We are going to pray. We are going to supplicate. We are going to give thanks. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and our minds through Christ. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mangra shande mondo brekite na mandala bahoshta. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mami mondo no mane mambro ni mena mahaya na nonose. Brananase, brananase. Go ahead and give thanks. Bless him. He's bigger than that budget. I don't care the millions. I don't care what they, they've said to you. What I care to tell you is that God cares about you. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagul Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80-601-00093. Stay blessed.